0: Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And uh, get ready for a little bit of pop culture talk. Uh, before we get into doing all the introductions and whatnot, a little bit of housekeeping. One, I am fighting a little bit of a throat tickle right now, so if I sound a little off in this podcast, I apologize. The uh, My co-pilots today might have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And the other bit of housekeeping is that I am no longer recording in my studio in the basement because our basement is being renovated, so I have been relegated to the upstairs part of my house. Mm-hmm. So if I sound a little echoey, that is why, and I apologize. And that's how probably how I'm going to sound for the foreseeable future. I might have to put up some towels or something around my computer to <laughs> try to deflect some of this uh, noise. I don't know what else I'm going to do, but uh, that is it. Uh, for now uh joining me today on this particular podcast is kevin miller how the heck are you kevin not too bad happy All to be right. back yeah good to have you it's been a minute uh rounding out our little trifecta today will be rob Cawflesh. how the heck are you rob i'm doing well how are you uh, not too bad other than the little throat thing the the mm-hmm. aforementioned throat thing but uh you know it's uh, not too bad so i, we're gonna I also get... thought
1: you were going to introduce everybody as it's like i'm loki matt yeah. <laughs> Kevin, and this is Loki Rob. <laughs> this is Loki Rob, yeah. Perhaps I should have done that. I'm I'm off today, so I'm but I'm glad you're here picking
0: up my slack. Um so here we are, as mentioned by Rob, we are going to be talking about we're a little bit behind on this, but uh you know, we had some time to digest it. We are going to talk about the third and final MCU show. I guess I shouldn't say final, but the third of the, the first set of MCU shows, because I think What If is coming out in a couple of weeks. But uh, we're
2: going to be what talking about Loki. August 1st, I believe.
0: <laughs> Jeez, that's Monday? <laughs>
2: that is Sunday, I think. Oh, <laughs> my Monday. Lord. Wow. Quick so, turnaround. So really- much
0: happening. So much <laughs> happening. And the the uh, first reviews of the freaking Suicide Squad movie came out today, and so far they are spectacular. Spectacular! So that is... Oh, uh, I like hearing that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good thing to hear. The MC or DC should probably just... Warner Bros. should probably just give James Gunn, the, James Gunn the Kevin Feige role for all the DC movies. But uh, that's another here. Nor, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah, we're going to talk about Loki. So from here on out, spoiler alerts if you have not seen Loki. Although I can't imagine there aren't too many people who uh, who haven't seen Loki. And uh, for funsies, Kevin and I are probably just going to spoil Black Widow for Rob. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> hmm,
1: what's that?
0: <laughs> Get started. No, no we, we won't. Go. No, we won't, dude. So I prob- the
1: whole plot. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Kevin and I are going to do a two-man show. We're just going to read. I'm going to be Florence Pugh. He's going to be Scarlett Johansson. We're going to do the whole thing. (laughs) The role we've been waiting.
2: You watch it, Rob. (laughs) My takes are going to be so cold. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, But we'll we'll probably
2: talk Kevin. I'll
0: probably get Kevin on next week, and we'll talk Black Widow. But for now, we're just we're we're just going to do Loki, even though. yeah, we're probably a little bit cold as far as uh, as,
1: as Loki going on, but... Um, Alternatively, if you just, you know, some at some point in time during this podcast, you go, oh no, we lost Rob, and transition into <laughs> Black Widow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's possible. But uh, yeah, anyway, here we go. Spoiler alerts for Loki, even though I'm pretty sure everybody's already freaking seen this, uh, this really, really good show. Let's just kick this off. Rob, I want you to rank right now, off the top of your dome... Uh, in order of personal preference, the three uh, MCU shows uh, that we've seen, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki.
1: Oh, Uh, I I think I don't think it's too much of like the the recency bias, but I think it's going to go Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
3: Mm hmm.
0: I, I think I've got the same order. I might have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, depending on the day, over WandaVision, because the first few yeah. episodes of WandaVision are a little slow, but they came on strong in the middle, and then the, yeah. the fight. If, the... If,
1: if I think about WandaVision mm-hmm. as those first two episodes, mm-hmm. then it's like, I'm sorry, but you're going to be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's my order. But Loki's yeah. number one. What it about was, you, Kevin? A whole lot of fun.
2: Uh, for me, I, I think I agree with Matt, where I think it's uh, Loki, then uh, Winter Soldier, then One uh, Division. Um, sounds like we all really like Loki, and we can get into this a little bit, but for me it was, like, I really, you know, I watch a lot of Star Trek and stuff like that, so whenever things get into alternate universes or time travel, like, that's my that's my genre, that's what I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that through. that for like most of the ride, Loki was excellent to me. Um, we can get into the ending once we get into the ending. But for a hot second, I was like, "Is this like top five, top three MCU for me?" Like it's it's it was really strong. Yeah, I,
0: I there were a few hot takes like that I saw where people had it as top five Marvel MCU properties, and I gotta tell you, I, I might be right there. I'm not sure how high I'm willing to put it, but I mean, we can just jump to the end right now because that's that's kind of <laughs> where I, I mean, it's where I want to start with it because to me, and then you guys can, um, you know, tell me if you, if if you're following me on this, but to me, this show, the final episode, see, episode six of Loki. Was the official beginning for me of Phase Four, whatever phase we're in right now. This this marked the official beginning of Phase Four to me, or the post Thanos era, or era, if you will. Uh, but but th- th- this is we're off and running now here in the in the in the next era of uh, uh, of of the MCU uh, uh, just. The, the way that ended, it was so good. The, the, the teaser, like the fact that they had everybody thinking that this was going to be Tom Hiddleston's farewell and that he wasn't going to do this. A lot of people on the internet were speculating that they were, that he was going to die and that was going to be his farewell for the Loki character. And then at the end, it's like, Nope, season two, <laughs> you had <laughs> no idea what you were doing. Um, I, 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 I just, man, just I, it got me so amped and excited. And I guess they kind of rope a this a little bit with the way they did WandaVision, where it was like, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, but ultimately, you know, it, it doesn't really have a ton of bearing on the overall flow of the MCU, although they, you know, they technically tangentially introduced the X-Men and stuff like that in a weird sort of way. They just sort of let us know this can happen yeah, sort of a thing. And And then Falcon and Winter Soldier was like, okay, you know, like, like uh, basically, Julie uh, Dreyfus's version of uh, Valentina is is going to be around, and that, and that's going to be something going forward for sure. But you know, a lot of a lot of that didn't have the impact that that final episode had when the doors opened up and my fucking king jonathan majors walked through and was there and i was just like because they they rope it up just in the in the first in the first two series in the falcon and winter soldier and wandavision by just being like because jesus christ you remember everybody thought like mephisto is gonna be this big <laughs> like everybody just kept clamoring for these big bads and everything and the and the like let me just do this and let me do that and whatnot and 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 Falcon Winter Soldier was like, you know, is, is this going to lead into whatever? And is, is uh, you know, WandaVision that kept sh- is saying, like, is Doctor Strange going to show up? And, and, like, how huge yeah. is all this going to mean? And then none of it ended up being that, that huge until those fucking doors opened up in the final episode and Jonathan Majors was there.
2: Yeah, yeah so, so you're absolutely right. I, I felt very much like um, WandaVision was sort of like a backdoor trailer for things that are happening in Phase 4 that we know about already. Uh, by the end of that episode by the end of that uh, season i should say um we knew that like oh this is basically a self-contained story uh it resolves in a way not every loose end is tied up and we know that it's going to have implications on the doctor strange on thor love and thunder on the you know captain marvel 2 uh quantum mania ant-man and the wasp like it's going to have repercussions with characters going back to each of those sort of uh major tent poles um not as much piece moving in uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier other than setting up the Valentina thing that you were mentioning. Um, and, you know, Sam is Captain America now. Um, but uh, this obviously is, like you said, the, the ending was a big hype train for the people who are aware uh, to basically set up like the major force for Quantumania. And then suddenly all the rumors are making sense. Like, okay, well, if the timeline is breaking down, um if there's all these variant events all these nexus events and stuff like that then suddenly we understand like all the rumors we've been hearing about multiple spider-men in no way home Mm -hmm. and uh you know uh the what if series that's apparently coming out in a week (laughs) and you know like all of it makes sense if you consider that this uh he who remains um kang variant as i understand it Mm -hmm. um is at sort of the the crux of it all. Like his nexus event is basically the nexus event of the entire universe at this point of the multiverse. Um, My issues with that episode, um, like it it, it did get me hyped, but I was already hyped for this stuff. Um, And it just felt like a, here is a character that you've never met. The characters that we know from the series have never met. Um, and so it's just like, okay, are we going to stop everything that we were building up to, all the themes that we were worrying about in Loki, and just make it a, an extended trailer for what's going to happen in uh, Phase 4, and so I actually did not love the last episode of Loki. Wow, that's a, a hot take.
0: For me. <laughs> wow, that's a hot take. See, I would I would go ahead and disagree with that, just because like, I feel like what they did... With uh, Sophie DiMartino's character in in the Sylvie the in the enchantress that they had in this, I just I, I felt like the fact that it was because one of the big things you have to understand is that we're watching 2012 Loki the entire time, right? And okay. he t- and this version of Loki technically hasn't gone on the 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 journey that we have. Um. Sure. Up he to Infinity the, War,
2: the clip of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was funny in the he first got a, one. This yeah. is your life pr- preview.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was his Oscar uh, post mortem, right? Like clip reel, yeah. basically that he watched, and uh, you know, so he he technically hadn't been on that journey, and then at the end, for him to be the one who makes the sacrifice, but for the, the the Sylvie character after after what they'd been through in the first like four episodes, for her to be the like I'm doing this anyway, I thought I thought that that was really really good i don't know oh, what was your yeah, yeah. No,
2: that, that was a bright spot of that episode for sure i'm mm-hmm. not gonna say that you know everything that happened in the final episode was terrible and i think it's a garbage mm-hmm. show or anything like no that. It, yeah it just felt a, i mean there was a frenetic pace that was set for the entire run of this six episode show um and it felt like the moments that i liked best was when it slowed down mm-hmm. and was more contemplative um so when it, we got to let's meet a character who i don't know who it is like i mean mm-hmm. everyone was talking on instagram and i'm sure even more people were talking on twitter about you know which version of kang is this going to end up being in the finale here or like mm-hmm. you know which powerful, powerful un you know unbeknownst uh loki variant is it going to be because you know this whole world is made of loki variants because they're all survivors at, at their core like That's the stuff that I liked, like the themes of this show where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, is it better to have order or chaos in the multiverse is, you know, what makes a Loki a Loki? What like those were the themes that I enjoyed. And once we got to He Who Remains, it didn't seem like any of it mattered until Sophie, uh, uh, Sylvie made her her decision. And, And so I enjoyed that. It just felt like there was like 30 minutes of exposition dump where I'm like, what is happening now? Yeah. And a little and, bit. I mean, for someone who's not familiar with the Marvel canon, it just was a little lost on me because it was like, here's a whole bunch of new information. And it turns out that nothing that happened up to this point really mattered because it was all predetermined and all known by this character who we never met before. Um, this is going to be a terrible comparison, and I had no way want to draw a uh, comparison of quality here. But it felt like the end of the second Matrix movie mm-hmm. where you meet the architect and he's like, here's what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't really think
0: that's, that's a bad comparison thing. at all. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a bad comparison at all. I mean, in terms of like uh, how we're gonna fondly remember the two, they're gonna be way off. But you're, you're. Well, like, no, yeah, exactly. That's not. You're level, not at a. Le- of you're not at a line These there. These
2: are on the same level at all. But that's, that's mm-hmm. the vibe that I got, and it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth for a for a series that I was like, oh, this is a Like I'm enjoying mm-hmm. every frame of this show. Um, it just kind of let me down in the in the final act there a little bit, um, and and not to say that you know it was it went from like an A to an F, it went from like an A to like a, a B plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's know? that's so an that's interesting
0: point. Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting point because I mean if it's true, I mean. If you're not deep in the weeds on this, and you're just kind of being like, "Oh, the new episode's up. I'll watch this," but you're not, you know, like obsessively looking on on Twitter or whatnot and following, you know, who's playing this and who got cast for who, and like, "Oh my God, Christian Bale's playing Gore the God Butcher" and that sort of thing. That's dope. I'm gonna wait for that. So (laughs) if you if you didn't necessarily know that uh, Jonathan Majors uh, had already been cast as King the Conqueror, that would just be like you would just kind of be like, you know. Oh, cool! Jonathan Majors is here, but uh, who's he? Why is he doing this? What's any of this well, mean? Why is the it happening? Yeah.
2: Was
0: delightful. Oh, like, it was I, I very
2: much enjoyed it. It just um, it just felt a little out of left field for me. Very, yeah. And, can... and, and and maybe it has to do with the frenetic pace of the show too, right? Like, and one of the mm-hmm. things I like is it's um, very like Half Life, where like everything you're seeing is basically happening in real time. There aren't a lot of time skips, and like mm-hmm. you know. The second episode starts with uh, Tom Hiddleston putting on his shirt and his tie and his jacket and he wears that outfit for the remainder of the show. And even though it gets mm-hmm. like damaged and cut up as he gets, you know, in fights and so on, like it, it, it all just happens in real time for us. Uh, and it feels frenetic in that way. And um, not that that's necessarily a terrible thing, because I like I say, I, I enjoyed, you know, 90 percent of this uh, season. It just the moments that felt the most real for me for like a character arc building sort of moment for this person who is 2012 Loki and over the course of like, what, two days, three days goes totally, he's suddenly selfless and altruistic and, and you can understand why because he's seen some shit. Um, it just felt like he needed to breathe a little bit more. So even like one more episode, maybe two tops to sort of allow this, you know he who remains to make his point a little more clearly would have i think helped me a lot
0: what was your take on the final on the jonathan majors uh, he who remains and and uh how that
1: affected everything there rob uh i very much enjoyed it and i'm i'd be in the camp where like uh like kevin like i haven't read these comics or anything like that i, I i've I've come to accept that any knowledge that I had of the Marvel Universe as a kid actually just came from those trading cards <laughs> and not actually comics and it's like, a deep I hole. don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so much of this is, is always just brand new to me. Like I knew of Kang the Conqueror by name. Knew absolutely nothing about him. When, yeah, when, uh, when Jonathan oh, Major able shows able up for. as uh, He Who Remains, I'm like, So this is Kang the Conqueror, right? Because, like, not not digging into, like, the videos and articles and all sorts of things, but just, like, the bits and pieces, like, putting it together from what I have seen others talk about. But for the most part, uh, with these these shows now, I'm I'm basically just rolling with it. Mm -hmm. I completely agree where this is the 2012 Loki that gets brought to the TVA, sees a video, and then has basically followed along with the Loki we have been following. And it's like, okay, maybe there was a time skip in there. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to roll with it. This is where we are now. So, uh, I've learned to just let a lot of that go. Um, but the the stuff with uh, Jonathan Majors there in the last episode, I thoroughly enjoyed the the back and forth between uh, Loki, Sylvie, and, uh, mm-hmm. and He Who Remains. And all of the them just trying to get to him, and he's like, I, I know what's coming. And he just gives them the piece of paper, which is, here's the script. Mm-hmm. I know what's coming. And then when it runs out, and he's like, I have no idea what's going to happen.
3: <laughs> and yeah, that so was excited. A
1: great so excited to see what comes next
2: and the mm-hmm. various possibilities. Well, absolutely hype, for sure. And yeah. I mean, I already was, and, and I think that uh, Matt and I kind of touched on this before we started yeah. recording, where it's like, when we watched Black Widow, we were just thirsty for any sort of MCU movie at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's been nearly two years, but it's like, man, now we're so hyped for, you know, what's going to come up in the near future. Um, You know, is this going to affect what happens with characters that I know nothing about, like Shang-Chi or the e- Eternals? Yeah.
1: But, you uh, know, but, yeah, we,
2: but or is it going to affect all those rumors that we've heard about, you know, all the Spider-Men being in Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. One of the things you brought up at the beginning
1: of the the, the pod was uh, like the use of time travel and like you, you how you enjoy it. I also enjoy when time travel gets brought in, but not because like oh great we get to go all over the place and all this. It's like all right, you brought in time travel, cool. You can do a lot of things great and a lot of things terrible. How do you rectify? Like how do you correct? Mm-hmm. Correctly go through this and like how you explain certain things and. For what they've got so far and, like, what's what various projects are coming, I think they've done a good job with uh, sort of explaining thus far how and why things are. And I'm going to just throw it in here now. I really enjoyed that when Loki opened the one drawers with all the Infinity Stones, like, they <laughs> just... Paperweights—they're <laughs> just yeah. so useless—and yet they're so powerful. Before this show, <laughs> yeah, that was
0: that—that that was another thing. In
1: retrospect,
0: yeah, in retrospect, that was the uh, significant, or that was the moment that uh, we were no longer in, or that we were in phase four, where it's like, hey, you remember those things we spend those first twenty movies doing? It's fucking nothing going forward. Nothing, garbage. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> One thing that had me off kilter in the last episode, because if you if, if you just you get guys remember and go back and listen to our uh any of our uh wandavision podcasts i think we did two of them to just listen to how creased i was about like the just the the cadre of inane fan theories on mefesto being the main bad guy and and just people just being like just too deep and god it was so bad and then the one the 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 popular theories for what it was going to be in uh in this one were like well everybody was like well it could be Kang the Conqueror, and we were all kind of like, I mean, yeah, it could, and there's no reason it, it, it wouldn't be, although it does seem kind of weird to introduce Kang as a guy who... Um you know, th- this one was less stupid because it was like, yeah, it would be weird to have, you know, Kang just kind of show up in the final act of the final episode of, of you know, the six hour show that we've been watching. And I even though,
3: know.
0: you know, like, it, it, yeah, you know, it'd be a little bit weird. It's a little bit off. But then, you know, it's they jarring. they yeah, jarring. But they trusted that their audience were kind of like smart enough to figure this out and that they could go with it. Plus, they didn't do it in the first two series. Right. Because remember, it was like, oh, who's the power broker going to be? And we were and like we sat here on this podcast and we're like, well, it's obviously going to be Sharon Carter because it doesn't make sense. to fucking be anybody else, and then it was her, right? <laughs> like, and then it was her. And it's like it's staring. The
2: shadow broker is. Yeah,
0: it's like staring us all in the face. It just doesn't like. What are we doing here? We're trying to. We're just. You know, we can't see the forest for the trees, people. And then you know some of the other things were like, well, it could be like a really deep Loki variant. And we were like, okay, okay, that would make sense, you know. And then you know, there. So the,
2: well, you would the... expect anything at this point, right? <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so, but so the stupidest fan theory that I heard was, oh, it's going to be Tara Strong's Miss Minutes character. She's the, the that this fascist cartoon character is going to be the one, you know, and so that was the one that had me like, you know, rubbing the sides of my temples and being like, are you fucking, this is the thing you've come up with and you're, you're attaching your goddamn, you know, <laughs> saying to is that the cartoon character that has only been in two of the follower episodes, just only as an exposition machine. Is going to be the bad guy. So when she popped up at the edge of time there for half a second there, I was like, "You've <laughs> got to be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> like, but, luckily, it it didn't exactly go down like that. But that was a that was kind of a fun accidental swerve that they had going there, and and, and bringing in the glorious voice of Tara Strong to to be playing that. Uh, that particular character was a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> and they kind of built up to it, too, a little bit, because mm-hmm. there were times in, like, the latter episodes where, yeah. like, uh, Renslayer was, uh, you know, querying Miss Minutes to do a search, and she's like, yeah, still searching. Uh, hurry, yeah. Hurry, <laughs> hurry. yeah. It's taking a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, she was doing the thing where it's like, I'm pushing I'm pushing the door clo- open button. It's not oh, staying open. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I <don't... laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. Which yeah, so... Like your, uh with all the Mephisto theories and all that I very much enjoyed the one scene I can't remember Mm -hmm. if it was episode one or two when we see the the stained glass window in the church yes it's just (laughs) the first episode but it's like I see that I'm like huh yeah. Did they put that in there just to screw with the people going Mephisto everything?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was just a glorious thing that sort of happened because they they put that in. Because, you know, I don't I don't know if they put that in there to be funny but or to kind of tease Mephisto or whatever. But
2: it was just yeah. like, God, that's funny that that happened. <laughs> that had me laughing my ass it, it off. Actually, like, while you're on that topic, Rob, yeah. it's one of my... Like one of the sort of Easter eggs, I guess. I mean, it's it's one of the things that happened in Loki that I think is my favorite sort of uh, bit of exposition is when they sort of teased out like the idea that um, the Loki variant that they're hunting, Sylvie, can hide in the apocalypse events knowing that, you know, whether or not people know that you're a time traveler or not isn't going to matter if everyone there dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tease that out with, like, Ragnarok, and Loki's like, yeah, whatever, who cares? And he's, like, pouring shit onto Owen Wilson's salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I-, I thought that, A, was a clever explanation. They explained it in a funny way, which is always just super entertaining, especially when it takes place in, like, this real, like, dowdy-ass, 60s-style cafeteria. Oh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh then this then you have the scene where they're uh they cuss to them like at pompeii <laughs> and yeah they're like, they're like loki's like it's time from the future here's my like <laughs> you know tools and shit like that and he's like hamming it up as the dust cloud is overtaking <laughs> mm-hmm. i like yeah, that that's probably where i thought this series was the strongest where it's like hey something apocalyptic is happening but we're gonna a make it exposition and b make it funny <laughs> yeah that whole time I was like, you guys are going to leave, right? Like <laughs> The apocalypse
1: is approaching pretty quick. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um,
0: so let's get into Owen Wilson, who shows up here as uh, Mobius M. Mobius, uh, a character created... Uh, the, Mobius is a comic books creator, and he is from the TVA, which is all, this is all real stuff. Basically, the TVA is something that exists, and for for you comic book readers out there, you know that they basically uh, created the TVA when, because you guys have mentioned that you like time travel as a device. I kind of don't. I like it in very, very small
1: doses. I don't like it as a plot device, because... I don't like it in everything. It depends on... Yeah. It's dependent on what it is, and... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's like, yeah, I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if time travel didn't at some point come up.
0: Yeah, it's true. But I mean, they basically they got at a hand with uh, '90s X-Men comics mm-hmm. and too much time traveling and all this other stuff. Even though it, it led to some fantastic plot lines, like the Days of Future Past plot line is all is 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 one of the great things. That's one of the great comic runs that's ever. Uh, existed, but the the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, were basically kind of created in... Sometime in the '80s, I think, is a way to like you know fix a lot of the bad like, time travel plot lines that they had done. Basically, they went in the same way they they had too many mutants, and they kind of used House of M and and uh, Wanda in Wanda Maximoff in the comics doing the No More Mutants thing to kind of be like, hey, we need to reset the mutants. We got too many yeah.
3: mutants. We need to Hired take it the down time a little bit. <laughs> Yeah,
0: they they basically created the Time Variance Authority to be like, hey, we got to fix this because we've like none of our comic continuity makes kind of sense. Anymore because we're doing too much, so uh, you know they 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 got kind of created sometime back in the '80s, and it and it just uh, led to a lot of really fun stuff. Um, I, I I really like the style that they did with the uh, the yeah the '70s and the '80s. It reminded me a bit yeah. of um, reminded me a bit of Legion when they did Legion. Uh, yeah. on, on FX with that, like just kind of style where it's like, what time are we in? There's no way of telling. Cause like, we're, we're kind of fascist and 70s style, but we're also modern. And it's like, Hmm, <laughs> Here we are. It's like... but, uh, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I'm, I, I, I gotta tell you when I thought Owen Wilson, when they, what was the phrase they used, pruned Owen Wilson in the one episode, I was like, oh, God, no, that can't be the end of
3: Owen Wilson (laughs) in the MCU.
0: We were having so much fun. Why? I know. And then when he came back, I was like, oh, thank God. Um, So, yeah, God, he was a lot of fun. So my question to you, let's start with Rob, is how were you on Owen Wilson in this, and would you like to see him appear in the movies? Uh
1: I very much enjoyed his character. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. Um, do I want him to appear in the movies? It depends on what's all going on. Cause... Let me
0: rephrase that. Do you think he'll appear in the movies? Or do you think this is just oh. him in the MCU? Or in the in the TV series?
1: If I, I think if... My guess, and I could mm-hmm. be very wrong. Uh, if he appears in the movies, I have a feeling it'd be like a scene yeah. where they're like, if, if he's at the TVA, for s- some reason in the movies, they're just passing through the TVA. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we gotta go get some information.
2: <laughs> Let's go yeah. talk to Mobius. Yeah. My, my, my kind bad. of thought on that is that if it happens, it's like in passing much the way that uh, like Jarvis from the Agent Carter series was briefly in uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I an or answer. the way that, like Doctor Strange was in like five minutes of Thor Ragnarok, like that sort of idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, you the, know, the provide alternative... exposition and, and send them on their way.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the alternative is that Mobius does appear in the movie he may or may not have a speaking line, but he is riding the hell out of a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we didn't get to see that. In the, the far that.
2: background, there'll be a guy on a jet ski, and he'll be like, if you freeze frame and zoom in and enhance, you can yeah. tell that's Mokis.
0: <laughs> yeah. That actually, I'm actually, that should, I, when they retire the MCU, because, you know, they can't keep doing this forever, can they? That should honestly be the last shot we get. It should be Owen Wilson riding <laughs> yeah, a jet yeah. ski. That should that should signify the, and that yeah. And and he does the full-on like uh, never-ending story.
2: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson <laughs> riding broke back on a jet ski. <laughs> Why not? You know, sea spray in their faces, just loving life.
0: Yeah, God, that would be so good. Uh, yeah, that's how I would end it anyway. But yeah. He he was fantastic. I'm so glad to have him in the MCU. I hope he gets the, yeah, I don't I don't think he'll get any like serious full on scenes, but it would be nice to see him show up for like, you know, ten to fifteen minutes in, in like a cameo appearance, like if it, you
3: know
0: like if Spider Man's like flying through time messing stuff up and then all of a sudden he winds up in the T V A and he's just sitting in a chair across from Owen Wilson and he's like, You're screwing everything up.
2: Come on, Come on why are you man. doing
0: this? <laughs> wow. You know, like wow. just does his whole Owen Wilson thing. God, that'd be wow. a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, kind of see, like, if he's going to have any sort of major role at all, which I don't frankly see. I I think it would be more likely to happen for, like Matt's saying, like 15 to 20 minutes sort of uh, we're helping out in a way in like a whatever the next quote unquote Avengers movie is where it's like everyone's in it and it's against a major threat Mm -hmm. versus like having a cameo in like if, if he shows up in like, you know. Doctor Strange, for example, is going to be for, like, 15 seconds and not 15
3: minutes? (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Because there's already so much going on in that movie now. Like, I think Tom Hiddleston is supposed to appear in that now. Uh,
0: Let's talk about the ladies before we get into specific episodes. Uh, Sophia DiMartino shows up as uh, Loki variant who renames herself Sylvie, and avid comic book readers would know that uh, Sylvie Lushton is uh, the enchantress who, depending on who's telling the story, um... Can either be like Loki's daughter, or somebody else's whatever, or just a just the enchantress from Asgard or, or the underworld and whatnot. Depending, it, it all depends on who's telling the story and and uh, how far back you go and what era of comic books you were in. But uh, you know, she shows up, and uh, astute uh, watchers on the internet notice that uh, when in episode cuz she doesn't appear till the end of episode 2 um at the end of episode 1 uh, when Loki's going through like f- all the files or something on all the Loki variants, there's one that's Mark Sylvie, and people were like, oh, fuck the Enchantress and stuff. And I remember kind of rolling my eyes and being like, oh, yeah, that's the Enchantress, you guys. And then it <laughs> turned out I was wrong that time. So kudos to you, <laughs> internet sleuths, on that one. You finally got one, I think. Um, and this time you didn't have to push for it to be M- Mephisto. Um, I thought she was uh, excellent in this, and I. Do think that she is more likely to appear in the movies going forward as opposed to Owen Wilson? Um, yes. I think just the way it's set up—that's the—that—that's how it's—it's it's just the way she portrayed the character. I thought was was excellent. The uh, the <laughs> my favorite moment was uh, probably the the moment on the train when he he gives the whole dialogue on how love is like a dagger. Because I remember yeah. reading that and going like, This is terrible. Like this is this this is all nonsense. You're not saying anything. These are just words. And then the guy goes, and then you can, you can make that comparison to anything. Yeah, I know. And then Sylvie literally says that and I'm like, oh thank God. I'm glad somebody I'm glad they were I was so happy that the writers played it that way where they were like, You're just you're speaking words. This is nonsense. But like that was my favorite moment for that character. She was so good. Just such an emotional uh, character. She she was it, like it's just rare in the MCU that someone's just been showing up, and then whenever they're on screen by themselves, it's it's just you know so captivating and whatnot. I, I, I thought it was great. Um, where are you yeah, on her, I, I, Kevin? I really
2: liked that episode because it had mm-hmm. a lot of those slow contemplative moments, um, mm-hmm. and even when they were like setting the scene, it was really it was a great visual effect to have them like on the train and we see like the exterior shot of the train like going uh you know along its path and then we see like a huge like chunk of moon just collide with the far distance and it's we know that this world is doomed, but, and we see like little meteoroids hitting it, but like every time they showed that, like a wide shot of that planet, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then we know that because that planet is doomed, like they're trying to get off of it as, as fast as possible. But there are plenty of those moments where it's like, here's, you know, here's Loki and he's drunk and he's like, you know, throwing the shot glasses on the ground. Like he's a uh, Thor in the original Thor movie, you know, another, <laughs> and then, yeah. singing like a real slow like nordic song of some kind and then you know being a goofy drunk and comparing love to a dagger like a lot of you know nice character building moments nice like slow contemplative moments but also sp- sprinkling that humor in because that's what we want from tom hiddleston in these movies now right <laughs> like it's it's been a lot of fun uh and and so i i think that Honestly, that third episode might have been one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I think for me, it's I'm, I'm going to have the internal struggle, and it's just going to change depending on what day it is for me, whether or not the lamentous episode three or mm-hmm. the uh, episode five journey into mystery, which is with the one those with the all from... all of the Loki variants. Those like that's those are the yeah. ones I'm going to be arguing with yeah. myself back and forth as to what the best episode of, of the five were, and they're they're all really really good. I, I would say the Man, I'm trying to think because it's not really a weak episode. The first episode, y- you could say, I think, had a lot of and was perhaps a little too exposition heavy, um, but it had to be just because it's like we've got to explain what the TVA is to non comic book readers because yeah. if you don't, it's not going to make any fucking sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You're just be...
1: I-, I didn't even know it was a, it... a thing in the comics. <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems because it's after the episode because I was like, it... is this. It seems I, I, so stupid, doesn't right? it? Up, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is real. <laughs> yeah, like, the Time Variance Around.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Time Variance Authority is one of those all-time comic book things where I'm like, I can't believe like it just lets me know how stupid I am in real life, where I'm just like, I can't believe that someone came up with something this stupid yet convoluted yet also insanely fucking genius as a comic book plot device
3: you
2: know yeah, well <laughs> and, and there's precedent for it for me because i'm like oh this uh show loki has to do with something called the time variance authority And i'm like yeah of course like every time i watch or read any kind of fiction where there is time travel mm-hmm. that invariably becomes a part of it mm-hmm. um i know star trek has it both in a, having like a division of starfleet that is like it's supposed to uh, investigate these temporal anomalies and anything weird that happens in them. Uh, but they even have like a temporal prime directive, which you know is the classic: if you travel back in time, you can't give away anything or change the past because that'll affect the future. Don't even step as simple on as that, it, like... right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I hadn't killed that bitch. <laughs> But it it became super interesting in the show because as soon as you learn what a variant is and you start meeting a bunch of them, it becomes very much like uh, after Infinity War where it's like, okay, well, this character who's like a background character in Iron Man 2 for whatever reason, it's like, okay, well, did Justin Hammer get snapped? Like something you want to know for every Mm -hmm. single character that existed. And and that's why I really enjoyed episode five as you were getting into, Matt, because it was very much like here's like these... Dozen extra Lokis, one of whom even looks like Tom Hiddleston, and it's uh, you know, I want to know what other uh, Nexus events were, and you get to learn several of them, and you get Alligator uh, Loki, and you get you know Throg as an Easter. Oh, egg. that was that and was my favorite Thanos Easter egg of the
0: series. And yeah.
2: The the uh, the. the... Uh, I forget the name of it, but the ship that vanished in the Philadelphia experiment, supposedly. Like it was full of Eastern's yeah. that episode. I love. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was great. Which <laughs> was your favorite.
0: which was your favorite of that? The uh the the, the Philadelphia or the yeah, the Philadelphia mystery or the uh Oh, Christ, the, the the dude on the plane in the 70s that turned out it, it, it was... Was D.B. Cooper? Was, yeah, D.B. Cooper, thank you. DB. Yeah, when it turned out Loki was D.B. Cooper, that was fucking brilliant. I love when they do little things like that. Yeah, That's when uh, time traveling is at its best uh, for me yeah. in, in terms of plot devices for television shows, when they do little things like that to that explain like, nonsense. One. <laughs> yeah, that was episode one, because he's like, oh. you
1: were D.B. Cooper! <laughs> and I was like, fucking brilliant!
2: Yeah. I I love that because uh, my my girlfriend Jenny is like a huge um, like conspiracy theory. Like she loves those true crime podcasts and stuff. Like Who doesn't? That. So yeah, I told her wife like, they do like this throwaway like three minute scene where it turns out that. Loki in the 60s was DB Cooper and just <laughs> never explained it. It's like she's like oh that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a great
0: bit of bit of thing. Um yeah, episode 5 though with all the all the Lokis and you got to see uh, Richard E Grant as a classic Loki. That yeah. was just like and he got to have a that's moment and he got to have a moment yeah. too, right, when they were fighting Goliath.
1: Uh, yeah, show how strong the magic is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he yeah when he he built the mysterious or the he built the magical version of Asgard to distract Elyith, which is another deep deep cut comic book reference. Jesus, you thought he who uh, he who remains was deep comic book reference? Let me tell you a little something about Elyith. <laughs> like, uh, my God, um, God, yeah, that, that that fifth episode was was just so good, and then leading up to the ending and 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 whatnot, it just what so I really much. loved
2: about that, that it was a mm-hmm. super strong moment to be like okay well you know we've seen a lot of Loki's life because he's been in mm-hmm. like you know five or six of these movies up to this point Yeah. so when it's like hey what was your Nexus event we get to see like oh you know back in movie X when I did this well I did this instead Yeah. and, and yeah. I remember when Infinity War came out a lot of people were saying like oh I bet Loki you know because he died like before the title of that movie came on screen <laughs> Yeah. people were saying like oh I bet he um disguised himself and got away in some way or like he disguised himself as uh as uh, the Hulk and that's why Mark Ruffalo can't Hulk out in that movie mm-hmm. and you know like there were a ton of theories about how you know Loki's we, we gave it a, we now.
0: gave it a name because of how stupid it was we called it the Loki's left hand theory <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, was that's just, people were just out of their minds trying to figure out how he wasn't dead <laughs> right they were just they were out of their scope goal on the internet trying to trying uh, to come up with anything
2: that our you know loki from the series got to see how like the non-variant loki you know died in that moment and that you know he had repaired his relationship with thor at that point Mm -hmm. like like as, as exposition heavy as that first episode is and you know you can say stuff like um you know, they have to do it. And, you know, we just want to if you're a comic reader and you know what the TVA is already, it's just unnecessary exposition. But there was a lot of heart in it uh, and a lot of humor. And the, the line that I will always remember is when he's like, uh, what's your name? Uh, in the, um, oh, I forget his name. Eugene something. He was, Eugene Codero yeah he was like uh oh it's casey he's like he's like give it the tesseract I'll get you, like a fish casey <laughs> <laughs> the, the yeah is that he just wanted to really personalize his threat
0: <laughs> yeah and he was like what's a fish or whatever
1: yeah like the guy
2: didn't
0: know what a fish was <laughs> oh yeah. i
2: forgot about that yeah, yeah that,
0: that was, was a great stuff.
1: moment yeah yeah in the in journey into mystery with all of the the loki's when uh King Loki and crew come down to, to take over. President Loki, and, yeah. President, Pre- President Loki. Pre- President Loki. Just, like, Another deep comic betray rough cut. each other in succession. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, how restless. did you not? Like,
3: yeah.
0: How
1: could you betray Post me? Loki. And then the next the rest of them was like, and we're gonna betray you now. <laughs> it's like, you didn't yeah. see that coming?
0: <laughs> yeah. Boastful Loki was uh, <laughs> was in there, right, saying that he, he's like, I killed Thanos and collected the Infinity Stones and <laughs> the universe or whatever right and and uh... Oh, okay. And then, yeah, and then Kid Loki, which is, God, there's so many great references. Like, Pre- President Loki, obviously, was the deepest cut of all, but Kid Loki, people have been calling for for a while, and then he was there, and they're like, oh, yeah, what was your Nexus event I killed four. And then he's like,
3: oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that,
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> God, that was such a good episode. And then, yeah, the best Easter egg of them all was Throg in the jar, just trying to get out, and he's like, it's right
2: there on the If I could just. box grab... wine from that store that got obliterated in Alabama or whatever. Yeah <laughs> or like, yeah like, I see.
0: <laughs> it was like yeah <laughs> God,
2: but like the good. the the idea that uh, Rob like he said um that they all immediately turn on each other what what made me laugh literally out loud was that like all the trailers leading up to this was like, oh, here's President Loki. Here's, like this really like iconic mm-hmm. image that they're showing of him like being well, flanked he, by his like his yeah. boys, and then like instantly gets his arm bitten. <laughs> yeah,
3: because yeah. he
2: gave him the
0: hero shot in all the trailers, like, wow, right? What yeah. the hero yeah.
2: Shot. Oh, you fucked up immediately. Cool. <laughs> and
0: the
2: alligator Loki just eats his hand, and there,
0: and they're just the whole conversation about like,
1: what if this alligator's lying to us? <laughs> we have no way of knowing. Yeah, right? That would make him even
2: more of a Loki. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh it, god. Yeah, I think it was when Sylvie showed up into the void and Loki's explaining. This is like, and there's alligator Loki. Just go with it. <laughs>
0: just I just, don't worry about it. <laughs> I just read something very interesting on uh, Wikipedia. Would either of you care to take a guess at who was the uncredited voice of Throg?
1: I, I know the answer because I saw but, that. Yeah,
0: already. I
2: also saw this. You did? Oh, okay, so it was Chris Hemsworth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was the, I just I did not know that till I just read it two seconds ago, and I was like, ooh, that's fun. Um, <laughs> that's very fun. Uh, yeah, before we start talking about our favorite moments, we got to talk about Goo uh, Goo. Who played Ravona Renslayer, who in the comic books is uh, one of Kang the Conqueror's uh, lovers throughout time? Um, so the second they introduced her I, as Ravona Renslayer, I was like, "Ooh, we are off and running here in the first episode." Oh, and and okay, okay. she, I thought, had the most chilling moment in the series. She was so good. She like, God, what a great actress she is! But she, I thought, had one not only one of the best moments in the series, but I think one of the best acting sequences in the 20 year history now of the MCU. or what is it? The 13 year history now in the MCU, 20 movies deep when, when they're on the elevator in episode four with, um, uh, when she's on the elevator with Sylvie and then Sylvie's like, what was uh, the reason you arrested me? And standing behind her, she just goes like, I don't remember. And then <laughs> so, and then Sophie Demers, just does this like, like, just with her eyes, she's like, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. <laughs> right? yeah, and then yeah. meanwhile, and then at the same time, uh, Gugu has just got this, like, oh, God, I don't, e- I can't even describe it. It's just so, she just does this slight smirk of, like, I know exactly what I did, but I'm gonna do this anyway, cause I'm just so damn evil that I'm gonna <laughs> not give you the satisfaction, annoying why I did it. That scene was so fucking good. And, and just, God, what a great, like, God, what a great performance by those two ladies in, in that particular scene. That honestly might have been, there's a lot of really good moments in the season. That just might have been my exact favorite. Just two seconds. She she was so good at being just the the, the, the slimy bureaucratic without it being completely over the top. And like yeah, I would say, like,
2: without compassion. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was so good, but but it wasn't cliche the way she played it, you know. Like like I would say, no, occurred in not in, at all. In, and
2: I, I think it was yeah. a, a great um, character and actress to portray this idea because up until mm-hmm. you know the last couple episodes, you're generally on the side of the TVA because you like Owen Wilson, and mm-hmm. this is you know the new job that uh, that Loki has, but. You know, when you strip away like, okay, well, everyone here is a variant and you're taking orders that you don't understand and you're just following them like it portrays this idea of like, yeah, it's order and it's peaceful, but it comes at the expense of like freedom. Like it's basically fascist Um, and it's it's 100 percent like what they tried to they set up as the villain in a much more fast paced way in uh, Winter Soldier so you really like that sort of heel turn to be like, oh, she's the villain, and it's not because she's, you know, out here killing people left and right; it's because she's a pencil pusher like Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a fair fair reference. Um, I I think I would just say that like of the three, the, I'm, this is probably the best compliment I can give. Uh, I personally can give this Loki series of the three. That they came out with. This is going to be the first one that I'm going to rewatch from top to bottom, easily, mm-hmm. out of one yep. division and, and them. Yeah, that, that's that's the best comment we can give. Uh, Rob, what was your favorite moment in uh, in the Loki series? Favorite moment,
1: mm-hmm. man. I I really don't know. Um, I don't know that I have one all time favorite moment that that stands out. Um, but there's definitely. The, the ones that would I guess contend for it would be just like some of the the quips back mm-hmm. and forth um, like like I mentioned when Loki tells Sylvie uh, there's an alligator version of us just go with it like <laughs> things like that <laughs> where it's just like here's the thing just just move on um, but uh, I'll just go with um he who remains uh final words of see you soon. Fuck. That was <laughs> badass. Holy just shit. be like, yeah, it's all going to come around again and I'll be right back here fuck that was was that ever
0: badass yeah him just what winking at him sorry, being like see sure. you soon yeah god that was good that like top top five most badass moment maybe even in like probably as a strong contending for number one most badass moment yeah. in the history of the mcu to be honest jonathan majors just with a sword through his chest just winks at her
2: see you soon
1: yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go with that Oh fuck, that was
0: awesome. Uh what about you, Kev? What was your favorite moment?
2: Uh I think what I mentioned earlier, um, in episode two, the whole takedown of the uh realization that the variant Sylvie is hiding in Apocalypses. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a fairly quick sequence that goes from Loki discovering it to explaining it in a funny way to Owen Wilson, uh, while destroying his lunch in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, the cut to was scene in Pompeii. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, um, because like that's episode two. I've already said great things about episode three as well as episode five. Like mm-hmm. it, and this is why I say like, it, it's hard to pick a favorite moment because there are so many and it's so fast paced that like, as soon as you're like, you're not even finished laughing or, or being into like a badass moment and before there's another one um and it's just really strong from start to finish and and like uh, even as uh much as i have some misgivings about the final episode plenty of great stuff like the see you soon is fantastic mm-hmm. um and and every honestly second that uh he who remains is on screen being glib and not giving a shit about what anyone does but you know begging please don't destroy the multiverse like <laughs> it's uh it it was uh is a roller coaster ride from start to finish so i you know i could sit here for 10 minutes and list like a favorite moment for every s- scene <laughs> and not get to the bottom of it well, yes.
1: one thing that i enjoyed with the with this series and like now that the multiverse is all the the variant timelines are are branching out is i just pictured doctor strange just Enjoying a cup of tea or something one day, and then just coming to the realization, is like everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the, <laughs> he's the dog. And, who, yeah. who did
0: this? <laughs> yeah, he's the dog in that meme where like the house exactly. is on fire, and he's just like, ah, it's fine. I'm sure it's <laughs> nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I think I, I, I stepped away for five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it it makes me curious for when we get to the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, is it going to start out with Doctor Strange learning about what's happening or are we going to just be in the thick of it already? Yeah, that's great. I'm curious. That's that's a great question. I
2: kind of think we'll be in the thick of it already just because there are, I think, three movies Uh, before that. (laughs)
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was right. going to say, it depends on the order of the movies coming out, but uh, what's the next... Uh, so the next MCU, is it did the Eternals come out first, or or is it Shang-Chi that comes out next? God, was
2: I Shang-Chi. want to say Eternals, and then Shang-Chi, yeah. And, yeah, then, so,
0: and then, and then,
2: then Marvel,
0: or, or No Way Home. No Way Home, yeah, the Spider-Man movie. And then I think it's the... Uh, and then I think it's Multiverse of Madness, and
2: then... Yeah, next, next February or something?
0: Yeah, and then after that, it's like Ant-Man and... Uh, the quantum realm or whatever. And then after that quantum mania. Yeah. And then after that, there's a freaking Thor love and thunder, which they just finished, uh, finished filming. And we got some, some interesting news on the, on the life of Taco Waititi, who apparently is, uh, just, you know, apparently my hero, uh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> all I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I think my favorite scene in this and god there were so many good ones but honestly I think it might be the return of Jamie Alexander as Sif when oh, he got yes. put when he got put in the time when he got put in the time loop uh, or the, the punishment time loop yes. where he's, etern- he's eternally getting kicked in the nuts which I'm just yes. like oh that's a bad time loop to be just getting kicked in the nuts for on, in an infinite loop. <laughs> like I oh, bad. I <laughs> forgot interest. about that.
1: That yes, I completely agree. That that scene is fantastic.
0: Yeah, that was really really good. Yeah, Sorry, I you're a
2: saying. Prison to put someone in. Uh, so we have Marvel What If coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang Chi: Legend of the Ten Rings, September. So 3rd. Shang-
0: So Shang Chi's first. Nice. Shang Chi, yeah. I think. God, that's. I I really think that's gonna be. That, that has a strong contender to be as important to me as black Panther is I think
2: that will be interesting the, the mm-hmm. trailers like awesome I'll say that
0: yeah
2: um, it's true. E- plus it's
0: got our good Canadian boy sam Lou so uh <laughs>
2: yeah, true, true. yeah uh eternals is November 5th which is two months later mm-hmm. um, Hawkeye and miss Marvel are both uh coming out late 2021 but no those, are
0: those are shows those are shows right yeah
2: yeah and then Spider Man three, No Way Home, uh December seventeenth. So we have hmm. September, November, and December for uh theatrical <sighs> releases, and then Multiverse of, Multivers of yeah. Madness is in March. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh it's
0: all it's everything's happening it's right, now. right now. There are like, wow, there are like yeah.
2: four more like five movies coming out in in twenty twenty two before like the is not even until twenty twenty three.
0: Yeah, and what if is a what if is a week, and uh, yeah, what what if comes out in a
2: week or so, and
0: that's that's a weekly show as well, and then we're gonna be back on here talking about the Suicide Squad for God's sake, because that's yep. uh, that's gonna and, be uh, out soon. And
2: what I'm if gonna... is the last acting appearance of Chadwick Boseman too?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, voice only, I think, uh, for yep. that one, because I think that's that is like entirely animated, and they're using that uh, cell shading style that I kind of dig but
1: i i don't know i prefer is it the same kinda. style for each episode uh, at a glance that's a great question I, I might not be. yeah different styles in the different episodes yeah it might be
0: like animatrix style right yeah. where, it, where that's what it, i they... from the from
1: mm-hmm. the preview that i saw that's what it looked like to me mm-hmm. but i, I, I hope, I hope it goes uh, really I saw that.
0: yeah i i hope i hope that's that's how they do it actually where the style changes depending on what story they're trying to tell for sure because they did that i remember they did uh uh, what was it? Got? Um, DC Animated released a, sh- uh, a DVD oh, about that
2: Batman one. That yeah, remember? Was... I
0: think Gotham Knights, I think it was called, and, and it oh. came out like two weeks before Dark Knight did in 2008 to get everybody hyped. And basically, they got like six different animation teams and six different you know writer art, artiste type guys to write you know like six Batman short stories, and each yeah, one had like cool. a that was. Yeah, that was dope as hell. I remember that. I, I was, remember like, that. Straight
2: just... up anime. Um, yeah. The one that I remember from that series was that there were like three kids telling stories. Yes. Where, like, the, they saw Batman and every every one of them describes their like, so that they're describing the story as it goes. And like the mm-hmm. animation style is different for every story.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like every time Batman gets a little bit like, like parts of the story are true, but they embellish it in that kid way. That was probably the best one of that. Yeah. That. Those anthologies, but I remember that that was really really good. And I, yeah, I hope they do what if like that for sure. But it'll be our first look at Utau, for, uh, the the Watcher, who who I guess is going to be the guy walking us through all the what you know could have happened if this stuff happened and whatnot. But man, Loki was uh, really really good. I loved everything that they introduced here. I hope I, I this is the first one I think that has. A chance where a lot of what happened in this show could bleed into the movies because, yeah. like, what do we think is going to happen? Like, because WandaVision, when it was all over, I kind of was just like, okay, we're going to take Wanda into. Like, Wanda's basically going to be more powerful. That's what we're going to take into the movie. She's going to be more in tune with her powers and she might become like the evil version of scarlet witch like maybe she's got a future
2: yeah. as she's a got big,
0: like the the necronomicon or whatever and all that exactly knowledge. as like a big baddie and then you know like she's maybe she'd be trying to find her imaginary kids that she created or whatever some people have been theorized that fine i'll go with that from falcon and the winter soldier we basically got um julie Louise dreyfus uh, uh, valentina will be kind of putting together the, uh, the the evil of the Dark Avengers, if you will, <laughs> for the... Uh... Yeah,
2: so, um, yeah, right. what it seems like is that they're both setting up like your cosmic uh, Big Bad, which is your mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror, and also your street-level Big Bad, which I guess are these Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um what I think, uh, Matt, have you seen these this uh, this Wanda Vision theory that basically, if you play the last episode of Wanda Vision and the last episode of uh, Loki at the same time, like the timestamps sync up, so that yeah. like as she's becoming the Scarlet Witch, like the powers coming into her from Agatha's are flying around, mm-hmm. um, is the exact second that um. Uh, he Who Remains realizes that he, you know, something has happened and he can no longer see the future. Coincidence! Wow. They think, they think up to like a 32-minute <laughs> mark of each episode, apparently. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably just a coincidence. But, I don't know. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I enjoy that like coincidence, especially considering that, you yeah. know, he lives at the end of time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I do enjoy that more than if that's true and they do indeed sync up, I enjoy that much more than a lot of the other uh, theories
2: that people on the internet well, are I, I read kicking that, for I read sure.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, a little bit about it, which is uh, the mm-hmm. idea that apparently, like even across the multiverse, there is only one Scarlet Witch. Like it's the one person who can't have a variant.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know if what the story there is. I don't know if you have heard any of these theories. So, but that seems yeah. interesting to me as a featured character in a multiverse of madness someone who would be very useful to dr strange but also has her own agenda yeah i I just think that's kind of my my thoughts on it right now where it's going to be like okay well you know scarlet witch is along for the ride but can i really trust her to do the right thing or is she just going to try to break the multiverse to get her kids back sort of thing (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I just I I think like because like I was saying they they
0: basically only take one or two things that they've kind of added to the pot for the movies as far as these show as far as the first two shows went with one division and Falcon and Winter Soldier um, this one I think has a chance where I'm like man they could take everything they could take the the like the entire TVA they could take the mm-hmm. the the actual splitting of the universe Kang the Conqueror we already know is, is going to be might be the you know the, the Thanos and and Jonathan Majors is in like a lot of the MCU movies going forward. Fingers crossed on that one. Um, like but like Owen Wilson could show up as Mobius. Uh, you know like Gugu could show up as Ravona Renslayer in a few sh- in in a few movies and stuff. It's just it, I like they, it because Sophie DiMartino obviously could show up as as you know at the at the end edge of time or whatever they it, what, it, the symbol at the end of time, time, right?
2: It reminds me a lot of when uh, you and I were doing, like, early seasons of The Flash. Uh, mm-hmm. back, and it was like, okay, well, the first season they introduced time travel, and then the second season they introduced, like, Earth 2 and, you know, different versions of Earth and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, now they can go from dimension to dimension, but also backward and forward in time so that you can literally do anything now.
3: <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah. They
2: set themselves up where they could be like, hey, let's have an episode where, you know, you know, Gorilla cities involved somehow. It's like, yeah, why not? They have the tools yeah. to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a lot of good stuff. um
0: Anything else you guys want to mention uh, about Logie before we uh, get out of here? Anything you want to talk about being awesome or not so good or anything off the top of your head, Rob? or I give it two horns up out of <laughs> two. horns up out of two. I love it. It was yeah. great stuff. God, I still can't um, believe they did the classic outfit, like the skin tight classic outfit on Richard E. Grant. I don't think we gave that enough yeah. due earlier when we oh, were yeah. talking about it, but god, that was that was so awesome. Just we it's you know, just going all the way back to the friggin' first X Men movie when they're like, "What do you want? Yellow spandex?" and then spit on it yeah. and it's like, and you're sitting there in the audience going, "Yeah, motherfucker, I do want yellow spandex. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like, I do, I do want you, Jackman, and yellow spandex.
1: Just do it." Yeah. Right? No, it's, <laughs> like, it's a good this. point. Like you got classic Loki there and like the the green spandex and all that, and it's like yeah. you just you don't think anything of it. It's like,
2: yeah. Motherfuckers, yeah, okay. Loki. <laughs> exactly the well, fact I mean, that yeah, we're they, there with they it. They did it straight faced this time versus like mm-hmm. you know in WandaVision where it's like, oh, I'm a Sokovian fortune teller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was or like fun. you know yeah. the uh, the USO show cap.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, and uh, yeah, Vision was like, I'm a Mexican wrestler or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just put, oh, yeah. they were
2: doing it. It's just cool. Point. Um, I've, what I am loving, I, 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 you know. I really liked WandaVision. I really like, uh, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I really, really like Loki. And so mm-hmm. I just think that they're on a tear lately. Like I've been really enjoying, um, the opportunity to slow down, not feel like you have to cram an entire, um, like I like movies, obviously they're huge blockbusters. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool things happen in them, but they, they're two and a half hours generally. Um, so you don't get as much, um, of those slow contemplative moments that we've been seeing in Mm -hmm. uh these tv shows lately and i've been really enjoying a moment to breathe with some of these characters uh so it's been great uh i hope it continues to be great because i have no affinity for hawkeye whatsoever Mm -hmm. Uh, but i mean these shows have all been like at least eight out of ten for me so i mean maybe they're on a roll I, i look forward to trying it
0: And uh, I've said this for the first two series, and I'm just going to reiterate it for this one. The week to week release of one episode at a time is just I cannot begin to describe how vastly superior it is to just farting out all of the episodes at once and then trying to binge them over.
2: It's just so dumb. Like this, the the this, piece of Loki is so frenetic. If they all yeah. came out at once, I would have watched them all in an evening and had yeah. no recollection of anything that happened.
0: Because <laughs> there were only six of them, too, right? And it's just, yeah. God, it was just it was so much better as a week-to-week release. All of the Marvel shows. Now, maybe, because um, I think they gave you the first two
1: Wanda episodes. They dropped yeah, the yeah. WandaVision, the they time. gave the first two, which was the correct choice. Except I, think we, I think we all agreed, basically, they should have done three. Yeah. Because but then, at the end of three, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But and I, 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 I fully week week. support the, this, the weekly release of yeah, these the episodes. Yeah, the weekly release. Just, yeah, keep
0: doing that, Disney. Don't do that. Like, and I know Netflix has their model, and whatever Whatever the, the smart people working for Netflix that do the math, their algorithm tells them, hey, it's better for us if we just fart everything out at once and everybody goes and watches it. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just prefer the... Uh, like i don't know i like it for i like it for like i like it for netflix shows like like i would prefer like i stranger things i would prefer to watch week to week but you oh. know the the silly stuff i watch on netflix like Love is blind and too hot to handle. You know, I can because I can be like, I don't need to watch all of this at once. You know that I'm okay with Netflix. Yeah, I definitely agree
2: for like a reality show on Netflix. I don't need to wait in between. Like, I don't need a moment to let it breathe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For like, yeah, for too hot to handle and that sort of thing.
0: I'm like, you could give me that all at once, Netflix, and I'll just watch it at my own pace because I don't feel like I'm. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, what's gonna happen on the next episode? I gotta stay up till one o'clock in the morning to find out if that guy jerks off in the shower again and causes his team like yeah, a thousand
3: of
0: <laughs> cost them five thousand dollars or whatever <laughs> it happens in too hot to handle. God, what a great show. Um all right, so uh, that'll be it. Uh Loki pretty much uh loved across the board by the uh by the crossover podcast here. Um at least this particular crossover podcast, that's something we can get into another uh, show. I'm I'm looking at you, Howard Beck, you bastard. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I love those guys. Go ESPN. Um, so that'll be it uh, crossover podcast available at the crossover dot facebook.com slash crossover podcast and on iTunes please rate and subscribe five stars only as always you do not have to listen but please download the crossover podcast we're also on Google Play Spotify and Stitcher and most podcatchers that are out there if you would like to download us and give us a review or whatever that uh, would help us out um, we're gonna be back Later on this week, or early next week, um, I'm going to get Kevin back on here. It's going to be a quick turnaround for you, Kev, because we are going to review the latest addition to the MCU cinema, uh, Black Widow, which dropped in theaters a couple of weeks ago and was also on Disney All Access, if you wanted to cough up the extra 35 bucks on Disney Plus for that. So we will review Black Widow. I know normally we get it like the day after, but you know... Weird times. People are still wondering if they can go to movie theaters and whatnot. Um, but we'll do that. And then I perhaps Craig and I will be on to discuss some NHL free agency. NHL free agency was today. And uh, there were some wild contracts that were given out. My avalanche re-signed Gabe Landis and traded for Darcy Kemper. So I'm very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, maybe we do that. But we'll definitely talk about Black Widow next week. So there will be another uh, crossover podcast Next week, Uh, Kevin and Rob, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.